Welcome to Nomad Yarners, the fiber arts podcast with a bit about the rest of life thrown in. Hosted by Dave and Erica, husband and wife yarn shop owners in Indiana, USA. This is episode 68, recorded the week of November 10th, 2018. Today's segments include What You're Working On, Witty Knits, and Sponsored Pattern. Sit back, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Today it is just me uh, due to some scheduling difficulties. Dave is on kiddo duty and we are getting ready to leave on vacation and so it's going to be a short episode today. Uh, But I will jump right in with what I have been knitting on. Uh, I have been continuing to make progress on the short row lace shawl that I'm doing out of the Worsted Weight Llama Silk Blend Yarn Stargazer. Um, I It's a, a crescent shape and I start at a skinny end. I kind of get bigger as I get into the middle and then decrease back down to the other skinny end um, of it. And I am well past the halfway uh, midpoint on that one. Uh, it's been fun. I taught the class for that uh, project this last weekend. Um, it's always fun to see people's reactions to it and if they like it and to kind of go through the different techniques and stuff with them. Uh, so I in, have been enjoying working on that. And I started a brand new knitting project, which is always exciting. Um, I have been trying to come up with the projects that I want to take with me on vacation, which always takes me longer uh, to decide what to do packing for knitting and crochet projects rather than uh, my clothes, because I care about my knitting more than my clothes. Um, and I, uh, I've i wanted a project that I didn't have to, to think a lot about uh, to go with me, and I wanted to do it out of my hand spun yarn. I have a lot of hand spun yarn that I really like, and I just never use it. It sits on the shelf and waits for the perfect project and the special day and it never gets used. Uh, So I knew that I wanted a very simple project out of one of my hand spun yarns, specifically um, the only gradient hand spun that I have ever dyed or that I have ever spun. Um, It was a it was it's either 100% merino or a merino silk blend. It is from one of the vendors that vends next to us at a couple of the show um, shows that the fiber events that we go to and the booth name is fiber optics. She does amazing uh, gradients specifically. So this one goes through from almost a white uh, purple to a really, really dark purple, almost a black and through all the shades of purple in the middle. Um, and I came up with a genius idea that I'm going to wait until I've done a little bit more with before I talk about exactly what I'm doing. Um, but it will be my vacation mindless project uh, that I We'll, we'll use. So it's always exciting to start a new knitting project. In the sewing room, I totally finished Rowan's um, play mat that I'm taking with us on vacation. It's about a three foot by three foot uh, quilt. Uh, and it has a, a large road on it, just a circle, circular road. Um, and it has five houses that are made out of the same fabric that go down the side. And each of the houses is actually a pocket um, to store a car in to drive on the road. Um, it's adorable. I'm incredibly pleased with it. The fabric that I used to make it is... Um, fabric that is from my late grandfather's flannel shirts that he wore all of the time. And I just, I love everything about this project. I'm really, really pleased. Um, I was trying to figure out how to create the yellow stripes that go down the middle of the road to make it read more like a road um, rather than a big black loop. Um, 
and I tried to do some like applique some fabric onto it and I just what I did a little test piece on something else and I just wasn't happy with it and then I had the genius idea that I would actually um, I'd always plan to tie this quilt rather than quilting it I just I enjoy the process of tying it more than the process of, of quilting it on my just standard sewing machine um, and so I tied it with yellow yarn to use as the as the little stripes on the on the piece so this would be a great thing to see a visual of um, if you would like to get the show notes that include lots of pictures of all of the stuff that I talk about uh, those go out as an email once a week uh, you can sign up through our website nomadyarnshop.com to get that weekly email um, or you can click through the show notes on this podcast episode and there'll be a link that lets you sign up right away if you just want to see the uh, show notes for this week there's also a link in the show notes that will take you just directly to that one single email and you don't have to put in your email address um, or sign up at all um, so I'm pleased and happy um, I did start using or I also plan to make Poppy a little travel entertainment bag um, that has a space for her to put her markers and coloring books and uh, she really likes dice so her dice um, and she helped me pick out the fabric yesterday it's cats in space um, and she was excited to pick out like a contrast color to make the pockets with and that kind of thing And she and I sewed together um, For about an hour and a half while Rowan napped yesterday, and it was a lot of fun um, to do So she takes all of the tiny scraps out of the scrap bucket that I keep for her and lays them out on the floor in meticulous patterns uh, While I actually can legitimately get some real sewing done uh, Which is new at almost three that she can can do that and I can get something done uh, So that is always fun to do projects with her I have been doing a little bit of cooking in the kitchen. Um, the The most exciting part of it is I've talked about making varieties of sauerkraut and fermented vegetables, almost like a kimchi style, uh, a, a while ago. And it's something that I've kept doing regularly, but you guys only need to hear how I did that a couple times. You don't need to hear it every single week when I do it. Um, but I came up with a new use for that because I like the fermented veggies and I eat them on ramen noodle soup all the time, like every single day for lunch. Um, but we ran out of ramen noodle soup. And so I used them as nacho toppings, which sounds very bizarre. And I thought that it was going to be very bizarre, uh, but I gave it a try because our library has a new um, Korean, brand new, just came out Korean home cooking cookbook. And so I got that cookbook and they recommended it in there. Um, and so I put like nachos down with shredded cheese on top and uh, melted it and then put the, the kimchi style fermented veggies um, and some sour cream. I even put bacon on top. Um, this is not authentic Korean food, I, I realize. Um, but it was, it was really good. 10 out of 10 would do again. Um, and it was pretty because I use red cabbage to make the, um, the fermented veggies. And so it's a really pretty color. Um, I did two other small things in the kitchen. One of them is I made an amazingly good chocolate cake. I'm not sure that I've ever made a chocolate cake not from a box before. Um, Dave thought it was hilarious when we first got married. I was shocked that you even could make chocolate cake not from a box. Um, but I followed the American Test Kitchen recipe for hot fudge pudding cake. Um, and it was really good. It was my dad's birthday. Um, and so for his birthday dinner, uh, Dave made the main course and I made the uh, dessert. Um, it used more dishes. It made more dirty dishes than any other recipe I've ever followed in my 
my life. The patterns, or the pattern, the recipe specifically calls for five different bowls, which every time I kept saying, I kept reading in a separate bowl, I would giggle to myself. Um, so my whole counter and every bowl we owned was dirty. Um, but the cake was good enough that I would, would make it again. I've also done a little bit of the kombucha bottling that I talked about the last time, um, but I am very excited because it has fermented the first time enough that it tastes like kombucha, and I have been bottling it experimentally uh, for the last three days. Uh, I have set up a continuous brew system, so there's just a spigot at the bottom, so you can just take out a glass at a time if you want to and kind of add, add more on top as you go. Um, and so I have put a little bit, uh, two ounces of fruit juice, I'm using a cherry juice, um, in the bottle of bottom of a 16 ounce uh, Grolsch style bottle, which are the ones that have those little flippy tops. Uh, so they are an airtight, um, and they're rated for carbonation, so they're not going to explode when your your stuff starts to make bubbles. Um, and then I pour the kombucha on top of that two ounces of juice to fill up the bottle, um, put the, the sealed lid on it, and you're supposed to let it sit out for three days at room temperature to do a secondary ferment and that uh, the juice flavors the kombucha, the, the active cultures in it create additional bubbles uh, or, and carbonation uh, so that it becomes a flavored, carbonated, slightly sweeter kombucha. Um, Dave does not like it to be vinegary at all, but I kind of do like that. So I'm doing one bottle a day, uh, so they will get progressively more vinegary as we go uh, to be more of the style that I like. Uh, so that's been a fun little experiment, and Poppy helps me put the labels on the bottle so that I know which one came from which day. Uh, that is what I have been working on this week. And now for witty knits, or general craftiness, because it's it could apply to crochet or sewing or embroidery or any other of the, um, the fiber arts. And this is going to be all about packing, packing knitting for trips. Uh, the babies and I are going um, away for a week to Florida. We are leaving Dave behind to work. Um, and I have been frantically trying to decide what knitting to pack for two weeks now. Uh, and so I thought I would talk through my uh, thought process in, in case you were in a similar situation. So for me, the first thing that I want to decide when I'm going to pack knitting has to do with how much is reasonable for me to bring. Uh, because I tend to pack very, very light, like we are taking one carry-on for me and both babies together. Um, and so I don't like to pack lots of extra things. Um, I don't like to carry around things that I'm, I'm not actually going to need. There's also the part of me that thinks if my luggage was lost, how upset would I be about the knitting that was in the luggage? And so I decided that two projects was going to be a sensible amount to bring, especially knowing that I had the two kids with me. I probably am not going to get 700 hours of knitting time on this vacation, although that's what I would like to do. Two projects is the right amount, and with those two projects, I really like to have, and this is not just for vacation, but all the time, I like to have one project that is basically just knit an entire row or purl an entire row and nothing else. No, um, no big thinking, um, or having to have a pattern with me. I just want something that I can grab and do a couple of stitches on and put down if I want to, or if my brain, if I don't have enough brain space to do anything more than that. 
And then, especially true on vacation, um, I do like the challenge of something that I, I do have to think a little bit more about. Um, vacation, I may have a little bit more brain space, hopefully will be a little bit more rested um, than the rest of life, and would really like to have the option, if I do have, have it in me, uh, to do something that's a little bit more complicated. So I wanted those two different types of projects. And I had none of those on the, on the needles. Um, I have had a bunch of design deadlines that have come that have been coming up, and I have finished all of the projects that I have been working on. Um, and so I basically have nothing on the needle. The uh, short row project that I talked about, what I knitted on this week. Um, is close enough to done that it doesn't justify dragging the whole project with me. I don't have that many hours of knitting time left on it. Um, and so to me, it didn't make sense to bring that, um, bring that whole thing, especially with that slight tiny concern that I might lose it uh, while I'm gone. Uh, so that was not on my, um, on my, my pack list. Uh, I have a brilliant idea for a new construction style of socks. And it's getting cold enough now that I am starting to wear my wool socks. And so I, my sort of designy project that will use some more brain cells that I'm bringing is socks. I've got a Malabrigo sock yarn that I love that's blues and greens, which are my favorite colors. Um, I've got the needles and it's stuck in a bag. Um, uh, one of our Nomad Yarns little project bags, which are a really nice size for like a, a ball of sock yarn uh, kind of project. Um, and I will, if I get a chance, I will do some design work and get started with that. Um, I may start off making a pair for babies, um, just because then I can test out my theory of how I want this construction to work without all the commitment of all the stitches to make a full-sized adult pair. Um, but then once I've perfected the technique and made the baby sock, um, I, I may make a pair for myself. Um, the other project is the one that I started this week um, with my gradient hand spun. It involves stripes um, and I, I'm, I'm just a little ways into that. Uh, the yarn that I'm using with my hand spun turned out to be in the neighborhood of a fingering weight. It might be a heavy lace weight, it might be a light sport weight, it might be all three of those at different points as I'm not a perfectly even spinner. Um, but I, I am like work, liking working on that. And next week, hopefully I will have enough done to know if it's going to work and be able to share some pictures. Um, and so that's kind of the, the ways that I think through packing for um, the projects that I'm going to take. I do have them both packaged up in their own drawstring canvas bags um, so that they don't get all mixed in with the rest of the packing luggage or I don't know what bag I stuck them in or what pair of shoes I put them under or whatever. Um, so I kind of like to have them really visible and accessible. Um, the other thing is what notions do I bring with me? Um, and I am trying really hard to be more organized with my knitting and I have a proper notions container now that has lots of um, all of the sensible notions that normal knitters would carry with them um, and I um, I am taking that with me on vacation so that uh, when I'm if I run out of notions at uh, at home or at work I can I can track them down uh, but when we're in a condo uh, a million miles from our house, that's not going to be so possible. So in my notions kit, I have um, 
coloring pencils that can be used for like charting um, and making notes and circling things and shading things on your patterns. Um, especially when I'm doing some design things, I do tend to use those. I also have a pencil and a pen um, and a needle gauge slash uh, gauge measuring one of those little rectangle things. Um, a couple of different sizes of tapestry needles. So I like a small, a medium, and a large so that I use the smaller tapestry needle for thinner yarns. Um, I like the uh, fix-a-stitch things. That's kind of they look like double-ended crochet hooks, and they allow you to fix garter stitch without the huge hassle of fixing garter stitch the normal way, where you have to flip your your project back and forth every single stitch that you're you're dropping down. Um, I also like waste yarn. I prefer to have a ball of light colored and a ball of dark colored. That way, I know I will have a good contrast color. Um, no matter what project I'm working on and uh, a small cable needle and a large cable needle again so that if you're using thick yarn or thin yarn you've got the options. Um, I also because they happened to be in it um, I have liked the uh, the clips they almost look like hair clips um, or like the quilt clips that you can get um, but those can be helpful. You can can use them to mark your place if you want to see how much progress you've made. So you, you stick one of those in your fabric when you start knitting for the session and you can see the progress when you're in those endless uh, points where you feel like you've knit for five hours and it hasn't grown at all. You can look where your clip was and say it has grown um, or you can use them like the uh, the shawl that I'm working on now. It's long and it kind of drags around and is um, is a little bit irritating to try to keep it all together in a bundle and stop it flopping around. You can fold it how you want it and then clip it um, so that it doesn't unfold and you don't have to fight with it the whole time you're working working on. Um, I also like stitch markers, um, both the locking ones that you would use for crochet um, or to put into your knitted fabric and leave them in the fabric, and the fixed ones that you would more traditionally use for knitting that would go on your knitting needles. And safety pins. I just feel like I always need safety pins. Um, <laughs> not even necessarily just for knitting, but all the time. Um, I don't remember if I said scissors. I'm looking at my, my kit here and the scissors are out of order. Um, so scissors, if you're going on a plane, they need to be small enough that they're not going to take them away from you. I actually, because there are several things in here that may be questionable, I will slide this in one of my parents' suitcases who are taking a, um, a checked bag so that I don't have to worry about that. Um, I will also actually be packing both of my knitting projects in their, their checked luggage as well because there is no chance with wrangling two children on an airplane that I'm going to have time to knit on the plane and I just don't want the tiny slight potential for there to be issues with the knitting needles. Technically TSA says you can bring knitting needles and crochet hooks. It doesn't matter if they're wood, metal, bamboo, any how long, any of that stuff. The actual rule is if they want to take it away from you, they can take it away from you. Um, so I would prefer not to be without knitting for the whole trip uh, for the sake of the two hours that I will be on the plane. If I had no children with me, I would risk it um, be for the two hours of uninterrupted plus the like the waiting around time uh, would and it's going to be more than a two hour, um, just the two hour flight. Um, if I to give up that amount of truly just knitting time, I would risk it and take them on. Um, but I know I won't get a chance with um, with that.
Um, I also, I'm contemplating bringing a knitting, a, a dedicated knitting bag to keep everything together. Um, the knitting bag that I use at home was my uh, great grandmother did embroidery work, a floral motif that she put on a lot of things. So there's a footstool that has the same pattern. Um, I think she found one pattern that she really liked and, and did it over and over again with different colors. And it's, it's a really pretty, um, embroidery and I say embroidery I, I'm not familiar enough with that sort of needlework this may have a different name or there may be a specific embroidery technique that this is um, but it reminds me a lot of of the family crafting things because it's on several in several other places in my my parents and my grandparents house um, so I like the bag a lot and I might take that with me so that everything is all together when we're uh, when we're on vacation or I might leave it behind I haven't decided for sure yet so that is how I pack for knitting vacation. Um, I would love to hear how you guys pack for knitting vacation. Uh, if you want to uh, jump on in, we do have a Ravelry group um, called Nomad Yarners, and um, I will create an episode thread for this. If you uh, want, if you have any tips or tricks or particularly good ideas or successful holiday knitting uh, thoughts for yourself. And the last thing for today is our sponsored pattern this week. This week, I am going with the a project that I worked on the last time I went on vacation, which was like five years ago now. Uh, turns out owning a store means you never get to leave. Um, it is a pattern called the Irish Cabled Neck Warmer. Um, I did use some uh, traditional like Irish cabling designs on that. It's a fairly small neck warmer, so it's not, it, it's, is a button fronted, just kind of long enough to wrap around your neck, like a 24, 26 inch um, kind of a, a cowl. Um, and it does have some pretty intricate cable designs on it, including noops and bobbles. Um, so noops are little tiny, small um, sort of bunches of fabric and bobbles are, um, are larger uh, clusters of fabric. Uh, those give some added texture and really make the cables pop out, I think, to have that different um, topography to your, to your project. Um, I really enjoyed doing it. It's definitely the project that you will use some brain cells for on vacation rather than the mindless project. Um, this is the most intricate cabling that I had ever done, but sometimes I like a more complicated project. Um, it's nice to, to kind of have that going. It's also fairly narrow, uh, so you can do one repeat of the cable, and if you decide that this cable is not for you, uh, you can just be done, bind it off and call it a coaster. Um, and it can kind of use that to give you a chance to try a new technique. So I hope that you guys enjoy uh, enjoy this project as much as I did on the on my last vacation. Uh, if you would like your free copy, and we are doing the free three from here on out. So we're doing a free copy for three days. It will be the Saturday that this podcast comes out, which is going to be November 10th, Sunday the 11th, and Monday the 12th. Um, jump on over to Ravelry and use the coupon code USESBRAINCELLS. Uh, I hope that you use your brain cells to enjoy doing this if that sounds like fun. If you're more in a not as many brain cells headspace, Maybe give this one a pass this week.
Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will miss the following our following week's podcast because I will be gone all week and not able to record it and probably won't have done all that much crafting. Uh, so we will be back with you the following Saturday as usual. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Find us on Facebook on our group Nomad Yarners Podcast, on Instagram as Nomad Yarns, or on Ravelry in our group Nomad Yarners. Find show notes with links to things we talked about on today's show on our website, nomadyarnshop.com slash podcast. And as I tell all my classes, in crafting, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>